most connected man in Washington, WSB's Jamie Dupree. He's on every day with Herman Cain. 1106 AM every day. Sponsored by Charter Communications on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. We are America. One voice, united we stand. Why do you have any belief that you stand a chance to win this nomination, let alone the presidency? Most of the people that are in elective office in Washington, D.C. have held public office before. How's that working for you? Herman Cain, Solutions for a Better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining me. Because we're going to tell you the truth, give you the facts, because we want you to be better informed to help make this a better USA. Breaking news, breaking news every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. Hey, Herman, how you doing, buddy? Did you get out of there yesterday? I, the other I, day? Amazingly, I did. I don't know how <laughs> uh, my plane to uh, O'Hare was uh, on time and then uh, got to D.C. on time. Uh, friends of mine who went directly to New Hampshire had to go Chicago to Newark to Manchester, New Hampshire. So I oh. uh, didn't get in until about one in the morning. So they had the worst of it. But yeah, uh, I was lucky yesterday. So I'm going to leave pretty soon here and head up to New Hampshire. Okay. Uh, the the latest uh, two things of note this morning. First, Rand Paul is out. Rand right. Paul, who just never got going in the Republican race. And Herman, when I saw him uh, late last week, he again had a large crowd, very good turnout. He always seems to have a good turnout, but just was never able to sort of get that magic of his dad from 08 and 12 and uh, never really was a factor in this race. You know, he had he had been up on the main stage, then was demoted, then returned, but just never was sort of in the meat of the Republican race. And so, uh, you know, in New Hampshire, I think he's polling the average there just about 2%. So, uh, you know, he he tried to go after Trump. It didn't work. He tried to go after Rubio and Cruz, and it didn't really work. I, I actually thought his last debate was probably his best, you know, the one in Iowa. Yeah. But it just never really happened for him. So he is now on the sidelines. Uh, the other thing, Donald Trump, after being very gracious uh, about his second-place finish and lost to Ted Cruz in Iowa— Trump is now, uh, he got Twitter back in his hands today and started talking. This is his latest uh, tweet, quoting here from Donald Trump. Based on the fraud committed by Senator Ted Cruz during the Iowa caucus, either a new election should take place or Cruz results should be nullified. So Trump is uh, out this morning saying that uh, Cruz basically cheated and uh, used fraudulent efforts uh, there. And uh, so he, he really lit into Cruz last night as well in his uh, first return to New Hampshire. So is he we'll talking about the Ben Carson thing? He's talking in part about that. He says that uh, Cruz lied in an ad about him, uh, Trump, and his support uh, for the Obama health law. You know, um, I hate to say it, but that sort of politics, it doesn't make it right or wrong. But, you know, if, if that's if that's just the least of it, I'm not sure you're going to get a new election or anything like that. But we'll see what happens this week in New Hampshire. I mean, Trump certainly has the possibility of still coming back and winning. I don't think anybody should say that he's done or anything like that. No. I, I, I mean, I do think his poll numbers might slip a little, but that's just normal momentum kind of stuff. And he can turn that around by winning there. And I think if he were to win in New Hampshire, he would have have a good chance of winning the next week in South Carolina. Cruz, I think, can probably survive not doing great in New Hampshire. I mean, remember, New Hampshire Republicans are not 
uh, Iowa Republicans, uh, right. not Georgia Republicans or Alabama Republicans. It's a different set up there. And frankly, it's not a place where Cruz would uh, be expected to excel. He can probably do well. Uh, but again, I don't think it would be bad for him if he finished third, fourth or fifth. Uh, you know, it's, he we won in Iowa. He gets a pass. Yes. And, and still, I think he's set up to do very well down south. Rubio is the one that still, even with his third place uh, finish in Iowa, he definitely has a little more momentum. But even he, if he can't beat the other regular sort of uh, Chris Christie, Jeb Bush, John Kasich in New Hampshire, that would be a setback for Marco Rubio. I would agree with you. And New Hampshire, as you know, can also be unpredictable. Yep. Probably even more unpredictable than Iowa. Well, but, think of uh, it this way. If you're if you're an, uh, an independent voter, and I bet you there are these voters in New Hampshire, and you're interested in voting maybe in uh, on one side for Bernie Sanders or maybe voting for Trump. You know, how do you look at the results from last? Both of them were second. You know, is there one that you would favor more? You know, people like a winner, as we always say. They'd like to get on board. Do you get on board with Bernie since I think he's probably got a very good chance of winning? Or do you get on board and try to push Trump up? You know, it's just sort of the unknown right now. But uh, obviously, uh, looking at Trump's schedule over the next few days, he's going to be in New Hampshire a lot and do a number of events. Uh, Ted Cruz also is uh, has a number, as does Rubio. Ben Carson, we have not heard what his schedule is going to be. I guess he's like me doing laundry at home. Uh, but it does seem to be an odd sort of choice for the candidate, for the reporter, I can understand it. But, you know, there's only so many days to New Hampshire, and every hour you're not there this week is an hour you never get back. This whole thing about the coin toss relative to the Democrats, yes. would you clarify what actually happened there? Yeah, I think in a number of different precincts, you had uh, a situation in which there was an actual voting tie. And to figure out who would get the delegates, not to the national convention, but to the local and the state conventions, then the way to break the tie, and I knew this because I had watched late the night before a, uh, a news conference that was rebroadcast by C-SPAN. You know, the exciting life of a reporter late in your hotel room at night <laughs> is doing your work and watching C-SPAN at the same time. And they had Good a woman, for you, Jamie. Yeah, they had a woman from the Democratic Party of Iowa on, and she was going over what you did in case of a tie. And they said their recommended way to break the tie was a coin flip. And evidently, there were six coin flips, and Hillary Clinton's side won every single one of them. I mean, so she. Now, was, what are the odds of that? Yeah, but the, the odds of that are not very good, my friend. You know, uh, you know about things in Vegas, and uh, the odds of I would not want to bet on winning that. That's like betting on on red six straight times of the roulette wheel. It's not going to happen that often. No. Uh, but yeah, so that's the way to break a tie in Iowa. And I had somebody email me yesterday and say. How can, uh, you know, looking at these results, you had 180,000 people vote for Republicans, and, and the numbers are so small for the Democrats. The Democrats did not report actual votes. You know, they did not take, they, they, they took the numbers in every single precinct, but then they chalked up uh, uh, victories by precinct and by different ways for the district and the state delegates. So theirs was a more convoluted process that did not simply record everybody's vote. That's why you see the different numbers there. But yes, the coin flip was used to break ties. Uh, and uh, for Hillary Clinton, I guess she certainly had a lucky streak. Well, now I know why I had some callers calling and asking about if you had six situations that were a dead tie in terms of votes. First of all, that's unlikely. And then you had the coin flip, and all six times Hillary won. That is also suspicious. Now I know why Bernie Sanders' camp is saying that was some voter fraud going on. Well, you know, both he and, and uh, how about that? Both, both people who finished number two are saying that there's voter fraud that went on. 
Uh, I don't know. You know, look, uh, it happens, and sometimes you don't win. Uh, the best uh, thing to do is uh, move on, act like you won, and go to the next one. I mean, you know, Bernie Sanders could have just simply declared himself the winner and moved on. Uh, I think a lot of times, if you just act like it, you get that from the media. That's unreal. But, th- th- not, well, I understand what you're saying, Jamie, but I'm with the caller and some other people who are raising the question. First, how do you get six ties? And all the flips go one way. Well, exactly. That's very, very suspicious. Yeah, but I've seen video of the flips, some of them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's all there, and it was all done. Now, I know, obviously, that in the heat of the battles, you know, uh, I mean, we just look on the football field. There's always one side in a, in a very tough game that says, you know, the refs went against him or something like that. And I would think that uh, some of the Bernie people would probably feel like the hierarchy of the party was running against them in some ways, organizationally and more. But you know what? Uh, in in another uh, next week at this time, we may be discussing a big win for Bernie Sanders. And by then, most of the Iowa stuff will long be forgotten. But if you haven't seen Trump stuff, you can go, his Twitter feed is filled with it. Uh, here's another quote. Ted Cruz didn't win Iowa. He stole it. That is why all the polls were so wrong. That according to Donald Trump uh, today. So he Trump turned up the heat on Cruz last night at a rally, but this morning evidently woke up in somewhat of a bad mood. Well, I don't normally make predictions, but I think that those kinds of things, especially if the lamestream media gets a hold of it, those kind of lines, I think that's eventually going to start to have a negative effect on Donald Trump. Yeah, I really I've, do. I've said I think this week is a real test for Trump because if he feeds the media narrative that he's mad, that he can't deal with losing, that he's a sore loser, that's a hard one to overcome. Trump is in Arkansas today, not in New Hampshire. He'll be back in New Hampshire for two rallies tomorrow, Herman. Got it. Well... The beat goes on, as they say. It the does. Beat goes on. Now, also, Rick Santorum was supposed to today begin a big effort down in South Carolina. But? Overnight, his people sent out an email just before midnight that said uh, he had delayed the start of his uh, tour of South Carolina. And then it said, Santorum will be participating in media activities in Washington, D.C. today, Wednesday the 3rd. Uh, but my efforts to find out what those are have sort of gone nowhere. Uh, it sort of sounds to me, if you're going to come to D.C., that that could be, you know, that could be something that uh, maybe doesn't have great news in it for uh, going on with your race. But we'll have to see what happens. Didn't he finish less than one percent an hour? Uh, I don't remember what the uh, the final was for him, but let's just put it this way: it wasn't any good overall. Let's see what I uh, got it right here. If my screen well. would go down a little more, yes, uh, just about one uh, percent. So I think he was a little less. He did a little better than. Uh, Jim Gilmore, but that was the only person that he beat of nationally known names. And, you know, let's, uh, I mean, in, in all seriousness, the people who were down there, I mean, Jeb Bush at 2.8, Fiorina at 1.9, John Kasich at 1.9, uh, Huckabee and Christie at 1.8, and then Santorum. You know, they're getting squeezed right now. It's, as you as you well know, Herman, once the money uh, starts to dry up and once yep. things don't go your way and they start going sideways, it is oh so difficult to change the narrative and the dynamic. Jeb Bush is out with a new ad that goes after Trump again and his outlandish statements in the mind of Bush. I heard Bush uh, last weekend in Iowa sort of doing that same thing over and over again. You know, I'm the better leader. Trump's just basically somebody who's, you know, off the edge. But it hasn't worked for Bush. No. And I know there's all these stories about the, out there about how he's going to go on and everything. But if you don't do that well, boy, it's just so difficult because the people see, the voters see what happens. They understand. I mean, they get it uh, that things aren't working that well. So the latest, uh, the latest polling out of New Hampshire, we actually have a poll 
that's uh, that was done at least one night of it since Iowa, and it still showed Donald Trump with a healthy lead. But I have to say, the numbers in this poll for Kasich, Bush, and Christie have all receded, and so it's just the sort of the three: Trump, Cruz, and Rubio. Uh oh, you mean went down? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Bush is uh, not in double digits anymore. Christie is down at six. And Kasich, who's had one or two polls that showed him up, at least in this one, was down under 10. So we'll have to watch for that. I hate to be right twice in a row. But? Let's wait and see. Yeah. (laughs) And again, a second-place finish for Rubio in New Hampshire with those others, you know, behind significantly, like a few points. I think it'd be hard for them to go on. I'm still predicting that the top three in Iowa will be the top three in New Hampshire. Maybe in a different order. That's right. Different order. Not not basically on the order. We'll talk about it, I'm sure, Wednesday morning. I'll, uh, I'll be in New Hampshire tomorrow when I talk. All right, See buddy. you there, Herman. Thanks a lot. You're listening to The Herman Cain Show.